1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: So I'm sitting at my desk and this player just walks up and says whatever he says, and he drops his shorts, and his complete, he is completely naked, just exposed, and it basically inviting me to take part right there, in broad daylight, in the middle of the office, in the middle of the workday, and no one around said anything, no one thinks anything of it. He laughs, he walks back to practice or back to meetings, wherever he went, and he is married, it's just normal, and then he did it to at least another woman.
1: That is a woman who used the name Denise to protect her anonymity in comments made to the HBO Real Sports podcast. Those comments made the rounds last night. Today, there will be former employees of the Washington football team, now the Washington commanders, meeting with a congressional committee for what they're calling a hybrid roundtable. It's not a full-blown hearing. Nobody from the Washington football team. I have to get used to not calling them that now. I'm calling them the commanders. No one from the team will be there. No one from the league will be there. But this is the next step in the process of getting to the point where Congress pulls out into the light of day the information that was harvested during the investigation that was conducted by attorney Beth Wilkinson. That's what they're trying to do here. And I think part of this is political theater, and and it's compelling and it's necessary to get people to understand what these folks experienced. When you hear their stories that the NFL is trying to keep covered up, maybe more people will say, this can't stand People have to come forward. People have to be allowed to come forward. And the NFL has to come forward with what it learned, because none of the specific information that was discovered during the investigation has ever been disclosed under this clumsy, disingenuous notion that we promised some of the employees anonymity. So we must treat everything that we learned from any employees with complete and total secrecy. And we're not going to tell you any of it that that goes too far. And that's a convenient way to cover up things that you don't want becoming public, Big Cat.
0: Yeah. Um you obviously know a lot more about this than I do as a former lawyer who never lost a case. Uh yeah, I mean this is this will be interesting to
1: see how it plays out. I what you never lost a case. I never lost a ca- no, I never win. lost a case. I I never lost a case I won. Wasn't that it? No, you never lost a case. You I think didn't that win. was it. That's my yeah, saying. came up with that tag on at one point. It was beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. You never lost a case that you didn't win. Yes, that is a fact. I've never lost a bet that I didn't win. But um, it will be interesting. I I will say compliment to Mike Florio. Mike, whenever these type of stories come out, is always right on top of it. And he actually explains it in terms that uh, dumb brains like myself can actually understand.
1: And unfortunately, there are more and more and more of them. It's kind of uh, flooding the wheelhouse with, things that are forcing me to relive my days as a practicing lawyer but this is one where and and we've got the story with the 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 various complaints that were made and the statements that were made in the allegations there's there's some stuff that's involving daniel snyder nothing that would be oh my god he must sell the team see i think they're trying to and, and there may be something like that lurking out there i think they have hidden all of this for three reasons number one They don't want to put Daniel Snyder in a position where he's going to have to do the Jerry Richardson thing and throw the keys and sell the team and move on. Number two, they don't want other owners to be held to a similar standard where disgruntled employees can make accusations like this fuse, it blows up, it's a problem, you do an investigation, at the end of the day, this information comes out, you have other owners who may have to sell their teams. And I think as it relates to this investigation, this dawned on me a few weeks ago, there was an op-ed written in the Washington Post, I believe, or maybe it was the New York Times by one of the former employees. I think the NFL, the league office, is trying to avoid tough questions about what the league office knew, when the league office knew it, and why the league office did not intervene to protect these persons from ongoing misconduct that the league office knew was occurring. That's another reason why they're covering this all up. And Roger Goodell earning his $65 million per year by showing up at press conferences and giving these disingenuous responses with a straight face as to why they're not disclosing this information. And Back to Brian Flores. This is one of the things that I've been meaning to write at PFT. There's a whole section on the John Gruden emails and how they prove the systemic racism in the NFL. The Flores litigation may provide a path to get to the information that the NFL, at least some of the information that the NFL refuses to disclose.
0: Ooh, that would be interesting. See, that's a new nugget that Mike Florio
1: just taught me. I, I mean, that's it, it feels like it could unlock new doors. And get to the truth. And that's all we're asking for. I'm not trying to cause trouble for anyone. I just think that because the NFL is such a significant part of the fabric of America, there are so many millions of people who watch every game that's on TV. So many millions of people who are betting on the NFL, following it, spending their time on it. There are certain things that cannot be brushed under the rug. And that's the pushback I'll get. Well, it's a private business. It can do it. It's really not a private business. It's a private business that relies upon the money, the time, and the attention of the public to exist. So many of these things that happen are inherently public and people look to the NFL for guidance and and just follow the lead on what the NFL does and how they do things. They talk about taunting. We don't want kids to act the way that players are acting. So we're throwing a flag on them. So kids won't act the same way. Okay, well, you don't want employers to act the same way. You don't want supervisors to act the same way. You want this stuff to be out there so people know what they can't do. It's really not that difficult, but I think the NFL is trying to protect itself. and The, the harder they try to keep this information from coming to light, I'm convinced they are hiding, as it relates to the Washington football team and the investigation and maybe what the league knew and when the league knew it, I think they are hiding something gigantic. It's, it's, it's spider <clears throat> sense. I think they're hiding something gigantic.
0: Okay. I mean, let's, let's go. The, when Mike Flora's spidey sense when he knows too much, be careful. Cause it's usually well, right. I don't know enough. It's usually
1: right. I don't know enough. Yeah. I don't know enough. You're being too nice. It's becoming passive aggressive. There's a sweet spot. There's a sweet spot that you, you should try to try to find.
0: You do have an army of narcs that can, that can right. go find it for you.
1: Even better, even better. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and take a break. Will Derek Carr definitely be the starter for the Las Vegas Raiders next year? They have a new head coach who the last time he was a head coach, first thing he did was he ran the starting quarterback out of town. We'll talk about that dynamic when PFT Live continues right after this.
0: Uh, Derek's impressed me for a long, long time and getting the opportunity to speak to him the other day it'll be a really fun experience for me to have the opportunity to continue to build this thing with him as our leader he's certainly capable of doing a lot of great things uh, he's done them before in his career and I'm just looking forward to getting to know him how he learns the best, what he does uh, and how we
1: put this thing around him the best way we can to help him be successful and help our team you know, ultimately achieve our goals Josh McDaniels, new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, talking about Derek Carr. And when McDaniels became the coach of the Broncos in 2009, first thing he did, first thing he did, bye bye to Jake Cutler. Remember how stunning that was? Ended up with your Chicago Bears. Thought he was going to Washington to be reunited with with Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan, but Mike Shanahan, who had drafted him, traded up, surprised everyone in 2006, traded up to get Jake Cutler. Everyone thought that's where he was going. He ended up with the Bears. But that was the first thing he did. So you got Derek Carr one year left on his contract. I don't know what Josh McDaniels is going to do.
0: I'll tell you exactly what he's going to do. He's going to keep Derek Carr. Because, one, Derek Carr is very clearly the heart and soul of that locker room. If you watch the Raiders last year, everything they went through, he did an incredible job, not even talking about on the field, I'm talking about being a leader, like all of his statements – Even after the Henry Ruggs situation, like everything he said was perfect in terms of what you want out of your quarterback, what you want for your team to stay together. If you talk about the Raiders last year and them getting to the playoffs, Derek Carr deserves a ton of credit for that, a ton of credit for keeping that team together. So that's one. Two, when he went to when Josh McDaniels went to, to Denver, it was an outright disaster. There's no way he's going to make that mistake again. That was so stupid of him the first time. I know some guys who were on that team, and they said that he lost the locker room almost instantly. And you know what's great, Mike? We had Brandon Marshall in here in studio on part of my take a week ago, two weeks ago, and I asked him about Josh McDaniels. I asked him about what, what, what coach in your entire time in the NFL prepared you best for game day. And he said, Josh McDaniels. And this is a guy who has bad feelings about Josh McDaniels in Denver. He said, Josh McDaniels always made us feel like we were going to win that day. And his game plan was always so detailed. And so, so like down to the, to, to the absolute minutia that would get us over the edge. And this is a guy who remember, you know, Brandon Marshall wanted out the pajamas. He shows up, he's punting balls like a lot of guys on that Denver team do not like Josh McDaniels, but they still respect him as a coach. And that tells you that he clearly is ready for the job. And all he has to do is not screw up year one with his quarterback and that locker room. And I think he'll do it. I think he'll be okay. He'll come in. He'll use Derek Carr to his benefit because that's imagine going to a team and having a leader like that in place. Like show me another team that's looking for a head coach that has that setup it doesn't exist Kirk Cousins is not that leader Justin Fields was just a rookie Daniel Jones is not that leader Trevor Lawrence is a rookie you cannot find a better situation in terms of coach coming in and having a good quarterback who's also the heartbeat of that team
1: I have two caveats number one is Derek Carr upset that Rich Bisaccia didn't get the job because he and others came out and said Passaccia should keep the job. That's one. I need to make sure that Derek Carr is on board with Josh McDaniels. And hopefully, hopefully, they talked to him in advance. They explained it to him that he, he's, he's okay with it. Secondly, he's entering the last year of his contract. And he may say, hey, you want me to be on board with this? I need to know you're on board with me. I don't want to have a lame duck season here. You know, if you're not going to give me the commitment I want, then maybe I'd like to go to a team that will. Maybe I want to go somewhere where I know I'm going to be valued, where I know I'm going to be present, where I know I'm going to be part of things. So we've seen plenty of other quarterbacks make power plays. I can't rule out the possibility that Derek Carr says, you know, and I think his brother David was on a show recently, kind of hinting at this before they hired Josh McDaniels. I think Derek Carr's got something to say about whether or not he wants to be there. So it's not just enough to say, well, does Josh McDaniels want... Derek Carr, does Derek Carr want Josh McDaniels? And I think he's been around long enough to realize he may have a voice in in that side of the equation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, my counterpoint to that would be you have the guy who was Tom Brady's offensive coordinator for a very long time, who coached under Bill Belichick, who clearly knows the game inside and out. If you're Derek Carr, why wouldn't you say on the like flip side, let me play and guess what if we're if the raiders start which they've done multiple seasons now where they've started very hot i think he'd probably get that deal the, you know come mid october if not someone's going to get him next year like if he's free agent he would be one of the best free agent quarterbacks that's hit the market with still years left in his prime for a long time so
1: i he would make money either way i think he, i think he's going to be good either way We'll see how it plays out, though, but it's a name we need to keep in that category of who knows what's going to happen because, look, look, I, 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 it, it sounds like you're all in with Derek Carr, but the other day I think Sims and I were talking about the possibilities in Las Vegas. Aaron Rodgers? I, I know that Aaron Rodgers is watching the Raiders' situation. That would be something. And now Tom Brady's retired, but so was Brett Favre. But wouldn't that be something if Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels got together in Las Vegas? I don't think the cupboard is otherwise sufficiently stacked. To attack uh, to attract a Tom Brady, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it will be in a year. Maybe Tom takes off a year and reunites with Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas. How Comeback long are you going to do that for? Residency. Yeah. How long are you going to do this? How long five are you going to do this for? Until he's how 50. many years? Five years. Until he's fifty. Five years. Yeah. I did it okay. for five years with Barry Sanders. I'll do it with, for five yeah. years with 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 Tom Brady. All right. Let's take a break. When we return, uh, we're going to take a look at some of Big Cat's bad takes from twenty twenty one and. I don't know, maybe one or two of mine. Maybe there's so many that I had that I can't even begin to narrow them down. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield... Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's
1: future. The few, the proud, the Marines. We were talking about you at family dinner the other night, and my wife pointed out, you know, you're old enough to be his father. And I, I'm 20 years older than you. 20 years. Yes. I think about that. You were born in 1985. Was it 85? Yeah,
0: 85. 85? But you didn't, yeah. you didn't lose college. Your... You didn't lose your Virginia until you were
1: 35, though. (laughs) EJ, getting it done quickly. Well done. Well done. Uh, Okay, enough of that. Let's move on. Big Cat's worst 2021 season predictions. I've got a couple of my own that I'm afraid to mention because I know one of them has gone largely unnoticed, and I really don't want to remind the world of it. But I'll give you the first crack. What's your favorite prediction from the year that blew up in your face?
0: Okay, so I'll actually just go down the list. Because you're going to like all of these. These are very, very good. Um, there's some really, really bad ones. In week one, I said Jameis will have a career year. He got injured, towards ACL. Whoops. Uh, I Week two, I said Joe Judge will be the first coach fired. Didn't happen. They actually almost held him on to him. Like, that was... Insane That's not how that long bad, they though. held him on. Yeah. This one was right. I said, Urban Meyer will only last one year. That was a good one. Uh, That's good. I said, Matt Nagy. He didn't will last be fired. a year. You were
1: wrong. You were wrong. He didn't last a year. So you were wrong. That's true.
0: I said, Matt Nagy will be fired uh, on Monday if the Bears lose. That was week four. He was not fired. Uh, there's a couple of Bears ones that I, I threw in there. Week seven will go forward. Week seven, I said, Deshaun Watson will be traded in the next two weeks. Very wrong. <laughs> Week eight, I said the Bears will win this week. They lost to the 49ers by 10. Um <laughs> I said week nine, Jordan Love will probably be a Hall of Famer.
1: He then went out and just was, was terrible. That, at least it was before the game that you said that, not after. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, flashing forward,
0: I said Tom Brady looks like he'll be able to play till he's fifty in week ten. Um <laughs> I said, I said in week eleven. Rams will be one and done in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> that, that one's – well,
0: but you know what? At the <laughs> <We> time, t- <laughs> that wasn't an unreasonable take. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. I, I can see it right now. There was a stretch here where I was trying to make heads and tails of the NFC and trying to figure out a way the Packers weren't going to be the representative from the NFC because I went in back-to-back weeks. I said, the Rams will be one and done in the playoffs. The Cardinals will be the NFC one seed. They then lost like three out of four. Then the next week, I said the Bucks will be the NFC one seed. Then they lost the next the, that day, that Sunday, to the Saints nine to nothing. And then I went Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl matchup, not true. And then I finished with Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. So I just basically when- every different week I went with a different team from the NFC, and I never got it right.
1: <laughs> when did you think that the Cowboys? we're actually going to win the Super Bowl. At what what moment did that that thought coagulate in your
0: brain? It was before the Washington football team beat down. It was – so it was like somewhere around week, I don't know, 12, 13, somewhere in that range. Uh, And I was like, this team has everything. They have the defense. It was right when their defense got healthy. And they were – I think it was actually uh, when they played – the same or no is when they played the chiefs and i actually said to myself they don't have any receivers but their defense played really well and remember they held the, the chiefs to 19 points and i was Week like 11. this team it feels like they might be and then i realized that i bet on
1: mike mccarthy yeah they, 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 lost they got beat by the raiders kidding. four days later and that's yes At-
0: it's been, um, you can time it. Every time I say something about a, a team, like definitively, the next week, something bad happens. I think I actually placed the bet. Uh, and then that Sunday, I think I placed the bet at like 11 a.m. on the Sunday that Michael Gallup
1: tore his ACL. It was like bang, bang. First half of the Chiefs Bengals AFC Championship on Sunday when it was 21 to 3. And I intentionally included some wiggle room. To protect myself, thank you very much, Pete. Game's not over, obviously, but would be almost impossible for anyone to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs today from any era. Uh, I said, Game's not over. I said, Almost impossible. So the Bengals oh, did Mike. the Almost be impossible. Definitive. Be, be I, I, definitive. I was said trying to protect myself.
0: Be definitive. I said before the Titans game, the Titans are going to absolutely demolish the Bengals. And then I said before the Chiefs game, I said the Chiefs are in a different class than the Bengals. I've been getting dragged left and right. That's part of the fun. I'm stupid.
1: You see, I, Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes game, you did your you did. thanks for coming out, Bengals, too.
0: Now, that was on purpose. That, that was to help Bengals yeah. fans. So that, that – I mean, that tweet alone won the Chiefs the Super Bowl in 2019. So – I, you know that that tweet works. Uh,
1: l- let me let me give you a, something from before the season, and I got to give you the context first. We we and this was either my idea or I was fully on board with it. We did a draft on one of the Friday editions of PFT Live. Shereen Williams was on with me, and the draft was the teams that have no chance to make the playoffs. So you know the first couple rounds were easy: Jaguars, Texans, Lions. Right and then you get to round three, and it's like did we really want to do a three round draft here? Cause it, it started to get difficult. So my third round pick was the Bengals. No chance oh. to make we the playoffs. And hers was the Panthers. Hers was the Panthers. And she was very nervous in September about the Panthers. And then I got very nervous in October about the Bengals. And I'm, Still nervous, although they've already made the playoffs. They may as well go ahead and win the Super Bowl. I, I guess I should finally pick them to win. I picked them to beat the Raiders, picked them to lose to the Titans, picked them to lose to the Chiefs. I picked them to lose 41-24 to 24 to the Chiefs. I Listen, I'm very happy that I every year, my
0: listeners know, I make a bet. It's got to be a team that was expected to make the playoffs. If they start 0-2, or it might be 0-3, I bet my pinky, if the team wins the Super Bowl, I will cut off the tip of my pinky. This year, it was the Colts. I was very nervous. For that stretch in December, when they looked like the best team in the NFL, I was very, very nervous. The only time I've gotten that close or that nervous was the the bet originated in, I think it was 2017, when the Texans started 0-3, and then they rattled off like 10 straight wins and got to the playoffs. I was a little nervous that year about my pinky, but it, it, it survived another year. I'm happy I didn't pick the Bengals. I'm good
1: were you sufficiently nervous that you actually started to think about how you would go about doing it? Like you would have elective surgery to remove the tip of your pinky, or you would just get a meat cleaver out or slam it in a door. Like, did it get that far where you were actually considering how the tip of your pinky was going to be removed from your body? It was
0: one of the dumbest conversations I've ever been a part of, like myself feeling dumb. (laughs) Um, I said to my wife, I was like, uh, yeah, like if the Colts, I gave her a heads up. It was mid-December. I remember vividly we were walking with my with my kids, and I was like, just a heads up. Um, the Colts are the team that I have to cut my <laughs> pinky off, and they're playing really good football right now. And she looked at me, and she was like, do you think you can just walk into a hospital and have them remove your, like your (laughs) pinky? And I was like, yeah, why not? She's like, it doesn't work like that. They're not going, if there's nothing wrong with you, they won't dismember you. And I, and I was like, you know what? That, that actually makes a lot of sense. You're right. So I got to think of another
1: way to do this. (laughs) Let's let's take a break. Uh, We'll wrap up this. What day is it? Thursday, Thursday edition of PFT live right after this. The championship MVP for the game that's coming up in just about ten days. Matthew Stafford still the betting favorite of points bet at plus one twenty-five. Who do you like on that list, Big Cat? I'll tell do you, who I like. do I'll... you. You go scratch, or do you you dig down deep?
0: No, I, I I would go. I would dig down deep. I'm going. My bet is going to be the Bengals plus four and a half for the game, and so you know a little sprinkle, a little bit on Aaron Donald sixteen to one. Because, like, if the Bengals lose, it's because that off- that defensive line of the Rams just completely dominates the game. And Aaron Donald is good enough going into the game if he gets, you know, a big bang-bang play, a fumble, two sacks, whatever it may be, and the announcers talk about them all game, I uh, yeah,
1: I could see that happening. I'm intrigued by Jamar Chase also. We've seen receivers win Super Bowl MVP. It's hard to do it. It's never happened in the regular season, but we've seen plenty of receivers do it in that one-game setting if they have a huge day. Jamar Chase has a huge day. Bengals win. He could end up ultimately winning it. Uh, I like the Bengals too. I still got some time to go back and forth. I haven't. just have a feeling whatever I do, I, I feel like inevitably I'm going to pick the wrong horse on this one, but I got more time to figure it out. We are out of time. Big Cat, good seeing you as always. Everybody else, we'll see you at 5 p.m. Eastern for PFTPM.